Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Laces Out podcast. We're talking NFL football. It's just me and my glamorous co-host this week. Decided to give the uh, the guests a week off so they can rest and recuperate, ready for playoff football time. But we've still got all the previews, reviews, news, all the good stuff. It's all still here. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you might feel like dropping and share the podcast around. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them this podcast. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Now then. I think it's your turn. I believe it is my turn. So, what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is welcome along to your weekly, well, sort of, sort of weekly, your, um, this season's weekly update of your American football fix. It is indeed the Cookie Cast Network podcast network presents... Laces out your American football podcast, and we come to you at the end of week eighteen of the regular season, which of course does mean Andrew that the season is over. The regular season is indeed over, ladies and gentlemen. And that voice you heard, obviously, you heard it before I even started talking. But it is, of course, the leader of the uh, the Cookie Cast Network. It is Mr. Andrew Cook himself. How are you today, sir? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. That's about the best I can offer you at this moment in time, I'm afraid. That's all we need. As long as he's here, we can do the rest. It's absolutely fine. Obviously, I'm here as well. The, the people you're watching us on YouTube, you'll notice that it's just me and Andy flying there. Not solo, as there's two of us. But um, Yes, just us. Two and all along. Yeah, I felt after last week's bumper edition, and, you know... That kind of post-regular season come down, we should just keep it low-key. Because I'm also thinking maybe we should start like mixing it up with the guests through the playoffs. Getting, you know, getting into it and stuff. Nice. Nice. So, week 18 in the books. So let's go through the predictions we had from last week. So, as Andy said, it was a bumper week. So myself and Andy put in our predictions as per usual, but then we had not one, not two, not three, not four, but five guests making their predictions for last week. So it was Stu, James Forrester Gray, Matt, Matt, Toots, Hurley, and Amy. So of the seven of us that were predicting, who managed to get the win, so to speak? So of the seventh of the seven people coming in seventh place with eight out of sixteen picks correct, it is the first of our two Matthews for this week. It was Matthew. It was Matthew Moore. Um, I could go through all the teams I laid down, but it's literally half of them. So he got half of the predictions incorrect. Um, next up in joint sixth, yeah, joint sixth with nine out of sixteen picks correct. 
It is finishing not as a winner for the first time ever in his position as guest. It is Mr. Two Teams himself, Mr. Matthew Two Turlehy. Nine out of 16 picks correct. A lot of teams let him down. He will be very ashamed. Joining him on nine out of 16 points, uh, sorry, sorry, nine out of 16 picks correct, was everyone's second favourite female guest connected with the podcast, shall we say? She doesn't bring any stats to the table, does she, ladies and gentlemen? So she can't be as she can't be as popular as a stats mistress. It is indeed Amy Brinton. She got nine out of sixteen teams correct in the same way that Mister Two Turley he did. So technically, in joint first place with ten out of sixteen picks correct, it is myself, Mister Cook, Stuart Woodmansey. And James Forrester Gray. Now, I know what you're thinking. Technically, myself and Andy picked the exact same teams in the predictions. So it would have put together a tiebreaker situation had we tied. Because Stu and James also got 10 out of 16 picks correct, the tiebreaker was not needed as it would just separate me and Andy and that wouldn't really be fair in, in relation to the guest, because they didn't get to do the tiebreaker. So I just left it as a tie across the board and a half point for each. So, what that does for the overall regular season standings is Andy and the collective guest both level on five points each. Well done to you boys. And ladies, we have had ladies of guests, we have had nice guest lady predictions. So, winning the regular season predictions with nine and a half points, it is indeed me. I'm very happy about this. I will take that as a moral victory, seems though I lost my fantasy season final by four points. It's the third time I've lost in the final. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But we're not here to talk about fantasy. We're here to talk about actual NFL. So, from week 18, it's what's on everyone's lips. It's the side bet. So, we went into week 18 with myself in the lead on 46 points overall. Andy, very close behind on 44 points overall. So... How did we get on? Andy started off very well by taking the Bills to beat the Patriots. That's one point. The Vikings to beat the Bears. That's another point right there. And the Eagles to beat the Giants. That's three points. His last pick, can he get all four? Sadly, he cannot as he took the Chargers to beat the Broncos. I think I should still get the point. I mean, <laughs> you can understand it because obviously the Chargers didn't play any of their starters. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. No, no. They, they, they were playing pretty much a full-strength team up until about the middle of the third quarter. So don't really know what's gone wrong there. But anyway, the Broncos pulled out the uh, the, the upset, shall we say. And they got the win there. So Andy picks up three points, moving him to 47 points overall for the season. 
So I started the week on 46 points. So I need at least one correct answer just, just to bring me level with Andy's predictions. Can I get that one point? Turns out that, yes, yes I can, as I started off the week by taking the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. One point right there. I continued by having the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Arizona Cardinals. It's two points right there. My last two picks, I had the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Washington Commanders. That's a big no-no. I also had the New Orleans Saints to beat the Carolina Panthers. That is also a big no-no right there. So, only picking up two points in this in Week 18 side bet. Moved me on to 48 points for the season. The side bet going into the postseason could not be any closer, ladies and gentlemen. One point separating myself and Andy. It's all going to be determined by the playoffs. And obviously, we normally pick four games each. There's only six games this week to pick from, so we're only going to be picking three games each. So it's going to get even tougher. Oh, I feel... Oh, I feel all... all. I'm getting a little bit of a vapour going on. Um, I feel sick, but butterflies, but... Oh, it's real close. It's getting real close. It certainly is. So that's week 18, all done and dusted from a predictions and a side bet perspective. We do have some stats just to round out the regular season. I believe it is me to finish with the stats, so I believe you'll be going first. Yes, um, always big up, big up the stats mistress um, at the 11th hour, managed to slide in sideways, big old handbrake turn with uh, bringing, bringing the heat with the stats. Um, so, these are the week 18 stats for the 2022 season, even though it is now... 2023. Never doesn't matter. Uh, credit goes to Nate Davis of USA Today, and bigger credit goes to the stats mistress. And the first stat is a doozy. Six days on from Buffalo Bills, Demar Hamlin's terrifying on-field collapse after he suffered cardiac arrest. He was clearly in thoughts and prayers around the league, not to mention his number three adorning t-shirts, which also read Love for Demar, of players, coaches and staffers, while getting spotlighted in blue and red on the 30-yard lines of stadiums throughout the country. But hard to imagine a better tribute than the Bills returning the opening kickoff for a touchdown against the New England Patriots. Buffalo's first play since Hamlin went down midway through the first quarter of last Monday's game with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the, first, the first play in the Bills game. I can say from, uh, from what happened, my son did not, because as I started going, yeah! Yeah, yeah, he started crying. Number two, 
Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow threw his 35th touchdown pass of the season. Uh, a new team record. He previously set the record Monday night in the first quarter against Buffalo, but that touchdown was wiped out by the game's cancellation. Prior to that, Burrow had set the single-season franchise mark of 34 touchdown passes last year. Hmm. Number three. It took longer than expected, but the Philadelphia Eagles finally sewed up the NFC's top seed and the home field advantage and first round bye that come with it. The last time Philly won the conference's regular season crown was 2017. They then went on to win Super Bowl 52, their first championship since 1960. And I believe this is my final stat for this week. Number four, the Pittsburgh Steelers, nine and eight, missed out on the postseason field by a tiebreaker, but did avert coach Mike Tomlin's first losing season by winning six of their final seven games. And I believe it's over to you. Thank you, kind sir. So we'll continue the stats with another team not making it into the postseason. The Patriots were eliminated from the playoff race at the weekend and have not won the AFC East since Tom Brady bolted following the 2019 season. In the five seasons since Patrick Mahomes became the starting quarterback in 2018, the Chiefs have earned the AFC's number one playoff seed three times and have secured a first round bye on four occasions. They seem to be certainly one of the teams for the big day. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert threw his 24th and 25th touchdown passes on the season, allowing him to join Peyton Manning as the only players ever with at least 25 in each of their first three NFL seasons. With Wookie, uh, Wookie, with rookie quarterback three Skylar Thompson at the helm, the Miami Dolphins didn't score a touchdown on Sunday. Nor did they surrender one. But their 11-6 victory over the New York Jets was just enough to secure the AFC's final playoff berth. The Finns, however, have not won a playoff game in more than 22 years, the longest drought without a postseason win in the AFC as a whole. Only the Detroit Lions, who last won a playoff game following the 1991 season, have a longer dry spell. And finally, for this week, the AFC South champion Jacksonville Jaguars are the first team since the 2008 Dolphins to win a division the season after having the league's worst record. This marks the 18th time in the past 20 seasons at least one team has won its division the season after finishing in last place or tied for last place. Just goes to show that with a little bit of uh, a little bit of careful off-season planning and some roster moves, you can you can go from from worst to first. It's not it's not unheard of. It's not impossible. Indeed, it is not. So, go on. 
Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say that 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 ties that ties week eighteen and uh, and and with it the the entirety of the regular season up. It's been it's been a wild nineteen. No, sorry, it's been a wild eighteen week run. It absolutely has. That. It's got to be. It's got to be the wildest off season followed by the wildest season in history. Certainly, as far as I can sort of lay my hands on the information um i always get i always get weird at, at, at this point because i'm obviously i'm sad to see the regular season go i'm sad to see red zone go obviously scott hansen will have his feet up for the next few weeks watching the games and on all that sort of stuff um the things that i'm not looking forward to is that that aspect of you know American adverts. They are they are plentiful and draining. Um, but player footballs just ah. Uh, it's a different. It's a different animal, isn't it? It's a different beast. <laughs> this is where things get real, real heated up. Um, it's at times like this I often think back to me and you trying to hang on to a table whilst they were trying to kick us out of a bar. And it was like, I'm pretty sure it was a situation where we were waiting for a game to finish before going on to a to watch a wrestling event in a different bar. Certainly was. And we were like, this, this, this game's running over, but can we still watch? And the guy's like, I've got, I've got to let you out. But here's what I'll do for you. I'll shut the door, but you can watch through the window. It was like, that's fine. That's five hours. We'll just go stand in the doorway. Um, there are there are sure to be some fantastic games, from some fantastic moments, but it doesn't change the fact that I am always sad to see the regular season go. So, um, I know there was a thing in the stats about uh, Demar Hamlin, uh, but I've seen through the magic of Twitter this afternoon and this evening that he has been up and about and walking around and has officially left the hospital which is obviously a big a big step um so fantastic stuff there um so week 19 slash because they they get names now so we've got wild card weekend not just Wild Card Weekend, it's now Super Wild Card Weekend since it's been increased to six games because it used to only be four games mm. and then it would be another four games and then it'd be two games and then it'd be one game but it's now, it's now increased. So, before we go into Week 19, I will just say that I've had a quick look over the season-long picks that we all made at various points during the last 18 weeks. And sadly, only one person's Super Bowl is no longer possible. Can't possibly think who that could be. Oh, is, wait a minute. Is it yours? It's me. Yeah. Cause, my, cause... my silly pick of the Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles Rams is sadly no longer available. However, Andy, Stu and Rob's pick of the Buffalo Bills versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, James... James and his pick of the Buffalo Bills versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Toots and Matt Moore, their pick of the Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. And Mark's pick 
of the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles are all still in play. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Having had 18 weeks of football, some of the most turbulent weeks, going back to last week's stat of 64 different quarterbacks have started in in what was then 17 weeks. Um, if you were to now, having, having been essentially knocked out of that running, if you were to now pick your Super Bowl, where would you go? I had this conversation with a friend the other day. And even though I don't I don't I don't I don't really like the team, but I think the potentially the strongest team in the AFC, in the NFC. I think the 49ers are probably the favourites to get there from the NFC side of things. Um and I think that the Chiefs might just have enough to hold off the Bills if it gets to a Bills-Chiefs AFC Championship game and the fact that it'll be in a neutral venue will play more into the hand So the Chiefs, maybe? I think, I'm, I think I mentioned, it might have been last week, it might have been the week before, saying that I'd been listening to a podcast and when, it's, when somebody else says something that you go... Uh, the Bills are a fantastic team. They've got amazing players in great positions. But they often look quite beatable. There are often times where they go up against teams that should on paper be nowhere near as good as them. And they, they, they for some whatever reason it is, they struggle. I think what you've said there, if yet again we end up in a situation where with a Bills-Chiefs game... I would agree with what you said. I think the way those two teams stand at the moment, you're more likely to see the Chiefs coming away the victor. Um, obviously, we'll get into when we start discussing um, picks um, for things like the side bet. Obviously, you've, you've got picks anyway, so we can probably break down some of the games. There are a couple of real juicy games this week, like... Like a little bit, a little bit of drool, just just right there, kind of games where you're like, oh, oh my word, Whew. Um And again, that, I, that that brings me back to the absolute joy of playoff football because you get some some absolute corners. Admittedly, there's always, I mean, in 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 years gone past, there's always been that one game where you're like, this this is not a playoff game, and. There might be one in 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 the in the playoff weekend. Um, so yeah, we'll maybe get into get into it a little bit more as we go through it. Um, so let's break it down. Let's indeed. So super wild card weekend. We have games on Saturday, Sunday, and then a final game in. On the Monday night football. So we start the week with one of two probably fairly one-sided affairs, as you'd say. So we've got the uh, the seventh seed, Seattle Seahawks, taking on the second seed, San Francisco 49ers, in San Francisco, or Santa Clara, whatever you want to class it as. I forgot to say before we started, per the guest predictions for this week provided by the stats mistress herself, Miss Leanne Davies, you and 
everyone's second favourite lady connected with the podcast. It is, of course, Amy Britton, ladies and gentlemen. So, how how is how is Amy feeling about her new moniker? Um, I, she... I believe she will let you know as soon as she hears it, as um, she would have to listen to the podcast to know. I, I could literally say anything about her, uh, and unless she listened to it, she'd never know, would she? So, unless some helpful soldiers reached out to her and let her know what I've been saying about her <laughs> all this time. Sorry, what? Sorry, I was no. just, just real quick, just just got to... <laughs> just send a so, quick text there, sorry. Yeah, of course, of course. So, first, it's our first matchup of, of uh, the two-seed versus seven-seed. It's on the NFC side. I think it's a pretty straightforward one. I think uh, I think the 49ers have already beaten the Seahawks twice during the season anyway. Um, they seem, to me, to be far too strong. So... Both myself and Andy have gone with the 49ers to get the win here. Yeah. The ladies have taken the Seahawks, so they feel that there's going to be a surprise here. So, I will, I will always say this, in, in, in especially like, like a wildcard weekend, you are going to see a surprise game. You're going to see a game that you cannot pick for love and money because you look at the two teams, you go, that wasn't going to absolutely walk it, and something happens. This is one of the games... That has that as a possibility. I will say that. Um, the Seahawks have been all over social media for the last few days. Basically calling out the haters from the beginning of the season. And apparently forgetting that they didn't play that great this season. Apparently we're supposed to ignore that. And just focus on the fact that. Every man and his dog was like, I don't like the I don't like this version of the Seahawks. I don't think they're gonna do well this season. That was just a collection of people that were looking at the Seahawks on paper and going, Ugh. To then be like, Oh, these people said we couldn't do it, and here we are in the playoffs. Will you be in the playoffs past this week? Um It's good to see that the the ladies are back in the Seahawks. Good. Because, like I say, if the Seahawks beat the 49ers, you'd be like, I guess that's the way it was going to go. The 49ers have had a lot of issues this season. So, some at some points, I'm a bit like, I'm surprised they've, they've done as well as they have with the issues they've had. You know, you've got to give them props for that sort of thing. So, we shall we shall see. Yeah, I think for me, if if this was if this was the Packers rather than the Seahawks, I feel the game might be a bit more close. As I feel like the Packers or the, the the Packers or the Niners for like the last couple of times I've met in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's it's it, it's one of it's one of the two most one sided games for me, but. Like I say, a 50-50 split. Two of us are gone for the uh, two of us are gone for the Seahawks. Two of us are gone for the Fighting Niners. The other game on the Wild Card Saturday, although technically it'll be Sunday over here by the time the game kicks off, is the five seed Los Angeles Chargers taking on the four seed Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Now this is another one where we've got a 50-50 split on this. Both myself and Amy have taken the Jaguars 
and yourself and Leanne have taken the charges on this one. This, along with the Giants-Vikings game that we'll come to later on, was probably the, the, the toughest one for me to call. Absolutely. I would say. Absolutely. So, I looked at this game and I went, okay, you've got the Chargers, who, for want of a better way of putting it, have struggled through the season. Being in the playoffs is great for them, as I'm sure it would be great for any team. But, then you look at the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are this real enigma of a team. The weeks you think they're going to do okay, they don't. The weeks you think they're going to get destroyed, they absolutely destroy. As I've been saying through the season, from the point of seeing them play live and and going past that point, there have been points where I'm like, I think the Jaguars can do this, you know, this game, this week, this whatever. This, like you've said there, this and another game that you may have mentioned, were very difficult ones to pick. And there's a possibility I may have gone heart over head on this one. I'm not sure. Quite possibly. Obviously, you just don't know what's going to happen. And it's one of those games where anything can happen on the day. Um, the thing that would worry me if I was... So, obviously, Stu falls in this category. If I was a Chargers fan, the thing that would worry me is the fact that they... Like I said... They, they lost against the Broncos pretty much playing their starters. Yeah. So that would that would worry me. And the fact that the Jags are on a five game winning streak, they've kind of got the momentum behind them. Absolutely. And that game against the Titans that was that was in Jacksonville proved how much that crowd can sort of get behind them and like give them the extra impetus. So I just think that the Jags being at if it was if it was in LA. I, I wouldn't personally give the Jags a chance. I think the Chargers would just get mm. rid of them quick, quick, quick and easily. I just think that the home field advantage might play into their hands a little bit, like a little bit more so than you'd have thought. Um, and I think they'll just have enough to get the uh, to get themselves over the line. But it, I think it'll be the I think it'll probably be the sneaky sneaky pick for game of the weekend in my eyes. Potentially, it's probably it's probably to your two closest matched opponents, shall we say? But we'll we'll see we'll see when it comes around to it. Um, the first game of Sunday's slot of, uh, of games sees the seven seed Miami Dolphins take on two seed Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, and this is the only one of all six games where we've got a consensus hundred percent pick across the board. We've all taken the Bills. I don't think we need to say too much on this one. The Bills. It, it, it almost feels like an unfair matchup. This one. It, it, let's 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 be honest. The Dolphins haven't really got a chance in this, even if two is playing. I was going to say, the only way that they would have a hope of doing something in this game is if two is playing, and that's still up in the air. Because I thought I thought he'd been cleared from concussion protocol two weeks ago. But hasn't hasn't returned, so I think because it's his second or possibly even his third of yeah. the season, they're being very very cautious, with him, which is the absolute right way to go. And like Absolutely. Matt said on the podcast last week, if anything, because he's had two, possibly three in the same season, if they can get away without playing him, they probably shouldn't play him at all for the rest of the season. But you're in the postseason now, and that's not really how things work. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I, I don't think I don't think an awful lot needs to be said about that one. I, I'd be very very shocked if the Dolphins managed to pull this one off. Yeah, uh, the Bills should be a comfortable. I would even go so far as to say double digit point favorite if you're looking on the handicap and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, which leaves us with three games left to go through. Two games remaining on the Sunday slot and then the Monday night football slot. But before we discuss those three games, I feel we're just going to recharge the batteries, refresh ourselves, dust ourselves off, charge those glasses, and we'll be right back with you to discuss the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. But that will come right after this little break. Don't you go anywhere. Recording in progress. Welcome back. See, I told you, don't go anywhere. Hold on to your hats. We'll be right back. And here we are. So, just before the break, we were moving on to the six-seed New York Giants taking on the three-seed Minnesota Vikings in the NFC. Now, In theory, this one should be fairly straightforward on paper. You've got the three seed at home. They've only lost four games all season. However, they're going into this 13-4 and four with a negative points differential, even though they beat the Bears by double digits on Sunday. Yeah. Which is the reason... Why I have taken the New York Giants to get the win in this one and therefore give us the first surprise, if you will, of the weekend. All the three picks I've taken, I've taken so far have been the home team. So this will be my first road team that I've taken to win the game. You, Leanne and Amy all disagree. You've all taken the Vikings. So um, the, home, the home field advantage might play into it. but So. I'm quite, I'm quite happy for the Giants. I'm quite happy that the Giants have managed to go through into the playoffs. Um, they've had a, a rough few years, some ups and downs, um, changes at quarterback position, things like that. Um, so I'm, 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 you know, I'm pleasantly surprised that they've made their way through to the playoffs. However, I truly believe that the way the Vikings have been this season, they are going to shit house their way through the playoffs and get dangerously close. I I, I foresee them getting too far through this competition. Um so for that reason, I was like, I'm gonna have to put the Vikings down because of the way that the Vikings go about doing things. They just, you know, shit out their way through stuff, don't they? It, it's definitely one of those. It's definitely one of those situations where I've taken the Giants mainly because I just don't believe the Vikings are a legitimate threat. Um, they're, they're one of those teams, though, that they could, that they can like, as soon as they, as soon as they come up against a, a tough opponent. They'll fold like a cheap suit, and they'll be 
taken to the woodshed that's, quite severely. That's my worry, though. My worry is that they're going to make it to a game where the other the other team is, you know, a dominant team, and they're still going to win. And then you're like, oh no, because as we all know. Nobody wants to see the Vikings being one of the two teams in the Super Bowl. No, but listen, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they make it through this one and then get beat by whoever it is that they play in the next round. Which, and I'd, I'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Um. So two games left. Next up. We have the six seed Baltimore Ravens travelling to Cincinnati to take on the third seed Cincinnati Bengals. Now this is a repeat of the week 18 fixture we've just had which was indeed Ravens at Bengals which was won by the Bengals. I'm just going to have a quick check for the score as I believe it wasn't particularly close from what I can remember. I think the Bengals pulled away at the end, but they had a bit of, they had a, bit of a sort of a, a to-do in the... Obviously, they were coming off the back of the um, the DeMar Hamlin game, where that was obviously disrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could understand them being a bit sort of like sketchy at first. Yeah, so the, the, the Week 18 fixture finished 27-16 to the Ravens. The only way I can envisage something different happening with this one is if Lamar Jackson is indeed fit to play. Now, obviously, the Bengal, uh, the Ravens went into this one with the idea that if Jackson doesn't play, they can't, they couldn't risk Tyler Huntley not being able to start the game. So that's where they went with their third string quarterback, whose name I can't even remember. If I'm being honest, he started the game to keep at least Tyler Huntley f- uh, fit to start the playoff game. I just, I wouldn't call this as one-sided as either the Seahawks 49ers or the Dolphins-Bills game, but I'd say it's probably only just a step off that. I Sorry. Think, I, I think, again, I think the Bengals should be at least a touchdown favourite, if not potentially slightly more. And I, and I would absolutely agree with that. The only thing that I can think about this is what you've said, which is, if there's ever a time to get Lamar on the field, it's now. So, knowing the way, and you know, this is this is my opinion, knowing the way that NFL teams operate in certain situations, I imagine now is the time to send him from the blue tent onto the field. And, uh, you know, even if they work on the principle that maybe just send him out for the first half, to try and get, you know, a foothold, as I'm sure the the selections will show. I've gone with the Bengals because I think, given a healthy Lamar Jackson and this version of the Ravens versus the version of the Bengals that we have, I do think the Bengals have enough to get out in front and, and win the game. But I think Lamar Jackson is the thing that could be the thing that upsets the whole the whole shebang. Yeah, I would I would agree wholeheartedly on that. The only other thing I'd say is that 
it's it's divisional rivals, and that can always it's it's the sort of the it's, it's the argument of the sort of the local derby in football, like form goes out the window, you know, mm. all that stuff goes out the window when it's a team that you really despise and stuff like that. So that could be the only thing that might go in the Ravens' favour. Myself, you, and Leanne have all taken the Bengals. I think just through just through pure sheer blind loyalty, Amy's taking the Ravens on this one. Um, that that can be the only thing I could think of off the top of my head, which leaves us with the Monday night football, and not the most evenly matched game, as I still think that's the Chargers versus the Jags, but. We see the fifth seed Dallas Cowboys travelling to Tampa to take on the fourth seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cowboy, both teams coming in this off the back of a loss in week 18. The Cowboys, somewhat surprisingly, I mean, you'd even say that the Bucks losing to the Falcons was yeah. a bit of a shock, but yeah. given how the season's gone for the Bucks. I don't think anything's been a shock. They go into the postseason with a losing record, which I always hate. Yeah. The one thing I hate about the, the way that the current playoff system is is done, I dislike the fact that you just have to have a team, at least one team from every division. If a division is just a complete and utter dumpster fire, like the NFC South has been this season, mm-hmm. you should be allowed to just cut it off like a diseased limb. And just let it, and just like send it out into the ocean, and just say, "No, we're not having this. We're just going to put in a team that's actually decent and that she deserves to be in." Absolutely. Um, I think on paper, it'll be the it'll be the only the only game of the weekend. I would personally say, other than maybe the Chargers Jags game, where the where the road team will go into the into the game as the favourite. I think the Cowboys will be the favourite to win this one. Yeah, they will. Um, and I have taken the Cowboys in this just because I think they are a better team than the Buccaneers. But we've discussed it on the podcast at length during the course of the season. This is kind of what this is like. This is basically Brady season. This and is this is, this is Brady's what he does. This is Brady's bread and butter. This is what he does. He he goes to the, he goes to post seasons and then. Navigates his way through. Now then, I need for my Super Bowl prediction the books to win. That is part of the reason that I have picked the books. A few other things. Um, what we've just said about Brady. I think on paper. The, this version of the Cowboys versus this version of the books, the Cowboys are probably in a completely different league to this version of the books. But you just you just can't count him out. I'm still I am still half expecting Rob Gronkowski to walk out on the field, suited and booted, ready to rock. Because that's just one of those things. I'm like, did anybody ever get any clarification on whether he was, you know, coming out of retirement for a second time? I just... I think it always comes back to a bet against Tom Brady is never as smart. It's just never as... And part of me is like, 
maybe it's time for him to go out in the first game. Maybe it's time to just, you know, to reevaluate all of those things, you know, let's let's, you know, fire some head coaches like like has been the the theme for this week. Um the love the Lovey Smith one was a bit 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 hard to take. Um but like I say, as the as the picks will show, just I just kept looking at it like the the, the smart money says cowboys, but the also the smart money says the books, and I had to go with it in the end. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I agree. I think this this one could legitimately be a coin toss game, and. I do. I still do fancy the Cowboys. I think. The, I think the Cowboys will win it. But the only thing that worries me is the fact that I'm pretty sure there was a stat that came up during the games that Dak's thrown an interception in his last eight games in a row, yeah. a row or seven games in a row, which is never good. Um, I'd also be worried that if the Cowboys are up by less than seven points. And there's two minutes left on the game clock, and the books have got the ball. I would just say, I think we've seen this particular story play out before. So, I think if the Cowboys are going to win it, they're going to have to be up by multiple possessions at the end of the game. If it's close, I think there's every chance that they could just implode, as is the way with the Dallas Cowboys. You but know, that's just me. season in and season out, I have always said the same thing about the Cowboys. The Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys, I hate the playoffs. You know, they, 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 for me, they're quite similar to the Green Bay Packers. You know, they can play an amazing season. The moment they get in the playoffs, they're a bit like, I don't know what to do now, and some sometimes quickly go out. Um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like I say, there are some absolute corker games in there. Each game... Each game's got something. You know, you've got the the 49ers going up against the Seahawks. And there's that question of... Are are the Seahawks... This version of the Seahawks, are they good enough to be in that game? Or is it going to be just a, a... a destruction of the Seahawks. You've got that that Vikings Giants game. The Ravens Bengals. Mmm, mm, delicious. So there's there's plenty. Like I say, I, I I love playoff football, even though it is the the end of the regular season. Playoff football, mm, so good. Um, that's the, that's the last game of the week. That is indeed. That is the Monday. That is the Monday night football offering. So that is your six games predicted. The only thing that's left is for us to take those six games, mm. divvy them up threes apiece mm-hmm. for the side bet. So yes. as we said, for week eighteen, week eighteen, Andy got three of his four selections correct. I got two of my four. No, yeah. Three of his four selections correct. I got two of my four selections correct. 
Oh, no. So that leaves us me on 48 for the season and Andy on 47 for the season. And as Andy is behind moving into the postseason, I will let him have the opportunity to go first or defer, and then he will have the joy of being able to pick two games on the spin. But that's his decision to make, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, because me being me, I'm like, well, I'll just take the first pick because I, you know. But part of me thinks the smarter move is to take the second pick to get two games off the table. Because you can only take one of the two games I'm looking at right now as possible bankers. So... Let's spice it up. I'll go second. I like it. I thought you would do that. So, obviously, what Andy's getting at there is you, you with the first pick, you're either taking the 49ers to beat the Seahawks or the Bills to beat the Dolphins. Absolutely. So, even though my love for this team is unquestionable, in that it doesn't exist. I will take the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Seattle Seahawks as my first guaranteed Interesting. Win. Very interesting. Didn't, didn't think I'd go that way. I did not. I honestly thought you were like, well, it's going to be the Bills Dolphins and it's the Bills to beat the Dolphins. Uh, so, uh, Bills to beat the Dolphins, please. Now then... In a lot of ways, the bankers are off the table because everything else. I think there's only one place you go. The Vikings Giants, you say? Well, I could do I could do what I did last week and go opposite pick to my pick. There's that option. Um, okay, let's really spice things up. The Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Thoughts where we're going. Because, now I, because I feel that I've left the three difficult choices on the table. So... Do I do what you did? And do I sort of cover myself? And pick the Buccaneers to beat the Cowboys? Yeah, that, that would that would be all. Or the Vikings to beat the Giants. Mm, there's an interesting but, but, one. But then I wouldn't be a man of my convictions, would I? So I'm going to double down. And I'm going to take the Giants to beat the, the, the Vikings... And then with my final pick, I'll take the Cowboys to beat the Buccaneers. Oh, you've left me the you've left me the pig. Let's let's be honest, that was always gonna be the last game on there. 
because it's the it's the biggest it's the biggest fifty fifty shot, I think of all the, of all six games. I think I think for this one I'm going to have to stick with my convictions on this and say I will take the Chargers to beat the Jaguars and potentially live to regret it. Oh, spice it! That's a spicy. It's, it's, it, it, it's a complex. It's a complex game, ladies and gentlemen. So of the six games, Andy has got. The Bills at home against the Dolphins, the Bengals at home against the Ravens, and the Chargers on the road in Jacksonville. I have got the 49ers at home against the Seahawks, the Giants on the road in Minnesota against the Vikings, and the Cowboys on the road in Tampa against the Buccaneers. Obviously, three points each would leave me a point ahead of Andy. There'll be at least one surprise in there somewhere that we haven't accounted for. So, who knows? I mean, either way, the only true winner is all of us who are going to tune in and watch all six of those games, whether it be live at the time or catching up the following day because we all need our beauty snooze. That, ladies and gentlemen, brings you to the end of the Week 18 review and the Super Wild Card Weekend Preview Show. All that's left for us to do is to say, Andy, have you got anything else you would like to discuss? No, no. I feel we should. Uh, I feel we should pick our bar to go and watch some uh, some fantastic live NFL football. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know where to go these days. Does Does that place still exist? Um, so, in in York, I know that the Old Bank have a commitment to showing American football games. They have uh, they have been used to watch the Super Bowl in the past. The Old Bank, for those of you who haven't been in town for a long time, used to be The Graduate. And before that, it was Varsity. That's right. Get your V card out, lads. Get in varsity. Still valid. Get yourself some money off drinks. Still valid. Lovely stuff. Well, there we go. Uh, I will endeavour to rustle up some fantastic guests for the following few weeks. Uh, we will absolutely be tucking into some uh, some Super Bowl action, unless. One or two of the teams previously mentioned make it to the Super Bowl, and then let's face it, there's little point in even bothering. Um, other than that, we should be back here next week talking about this sport, which is from a country we don't live in. Like I said, I'll try my best to get a guest. Ooh, that rhymes. Uh, but until then, enjoy your super wildcard weekend. Join us next week as we'll be reviewing and seeing just how super it is before then going on to more playoff football. Mm-mm-mm, delicious. Thank you to my glamorous co-host for joining me and taking you lovely people through the world of American football. Until next week, tatty buys.
So there we go, what do you think to that? Another week gone, a week of the closing of the regular season, and a week to look forward to for Super Wildcard Weekend. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop reviews. Check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. There you can find social media links and an email button. You can get in touch with us. Tell us who you think is going to the Super Bowl this year. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. How awesome is that? So awesome. you got to like, share, and subscribe.